Hey, boss women. I'm your host, Lindsay Lawless, and you're listening to the Women of Wealth podcast, where we blend the woo with strategy so you can create a confident, powerful, and secure relationship with your cash flow. I am on a mission to educate and empower women around their finances so we can create more women millionaires. More women in positions of power means more wealth into the hands of women, empowering them to build a legacy for themselves and their families, all while increasing the frequency of the planet. Like, come on. And this starts with healing our relationship with money so that we can bridge the masculine and the feminine and bring the soul back into money. So if you are looking for a space to learn about creating additional streams of income, organizing your finances, stepping into abundance, and getting your money working for you, then you're in the right place. Let's do this. Hey, wealthy women. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Women of Wealth podcast. Today, I have an amazing special guest that I cannot wait to share with you. Uh, And just for fun, we're going to trip you guys up. It is, in fact, another Lindsay. (laughs) The Nadler, uh, my favorite other Lindsay, probably in the world. Um, which is high props. There's some good Lindsay's out there. Uh, yeah, Lindsay, if you want to take it away, I'd love to have you just quickly share with our audience, you know, a bit about who you are and what you do and, um, you know, what, what calls to you in the world. Yeah, Lindsay, thanks so much for having me on your show. So I'm Lindsay with an E, just so everybody knows. Lindsay is with, Lindsay Lawless is with an A. I'm Lindsay with an E. And it's so funny, Lindsay, because like every time I see you on social media, I think of you. I don't know if it's like my background in sports, but I always refer to you like by your last name because I think your your name is so badass. It's like Lindsay Lawless. I'm like, what's Lawless doing over there? Come on, Lawless, let's go. I don't know, I just love the whole vibe. But yeah, so I'm so excited to be here. My name is Lindsay Nadler. I'm an online business coach and I specialize in helping women really own their CEO power and build online businesses doing what they love. I have my own podcast called the make your passion pay you podcast. And I'm really about passion. I'm really about you going after the thing that you've been put on this earth to do. Um, I'm a former police officer turned entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur and coach. And I have a unique perspective on just kind of how short life is and how as women, we are uniquely called, you know, in this marketplace to honestly, like build a new economy and save the world. (laughs) So (laughs) anyways, that is like the cliff notes of who I am and what I do. And, um, I'm just excited to be here and see where this podcast goes. Absolutely. Thank you so much. There's so many beautiful things that you shared that I want to highlight, but, uh, (laughs) for the sake of time, I'll pick a couple. Um, love that you shared at the end. I was actually just sending over, um, I'm speaking at an event next month, which I have not yet announced, but stay cool. tuned. Really freaking awesome. It's essentially, I'll tell you about it without telling you what it is. It is a new take um, on the traditional game style slash reality TV specifically focused on coaching and coaches. So okay. like a real life behind the scenes access, like something you would see on Bravo combined with something that you would watch on like coach TV. Fascinating. So, cool. Um, I'm super excited about it. I think it's a really awesome um, opportunity. So I'll be sharing more about that in the future. But the reason that I uh, kind of bring that up is because I was just putting together my headshot in my bio that they asked for to kind of add to the opt-in page for the event. And I was just really honing in on and boiling down because I have a longer bio, but they asked for just a few short sentences. And I'm like, how can I take what I've said in three or four paragraphs and really boil that down into a few powerful sentences? And so many of the keywords that you shared around like what your impact is, like creating this new economy, mm-hmm. starting to help build women up in terms of professional and economic like mobility and stability for them to be able to create their own livelihood in whatever way that that looks like for them, wherever they are anywhere in the world. And mm-hmm. ultimately through the process of creating more women millionaires, through the process of putting more wealth into the hands of women, we are raising the frequency and the vibration of the planet. And that's something that's so profound, like I just want to like take a second to just like sit in that yeah. and really let that resonate and really let that sink in. Like if you're listening to this episode, you're either already making moves on this path and this completely resonates with you, or maybe you're just getting started on this journey and you're feeling called to experience more of this, like this goodness, this expansion, this possibility that we're playing with mm-hmm. in this conversation. Um, so regardless of where you're at, you're definitely in the right place. I'm super excited to get into like some of the ways that you do that, Lindsay, because I know you have some really Lindsay Nadler, Lindsay E. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay with an E. <laughs> um, but essentially I'd love to get into some of the ways that you support your clients through doing that, because I feel like you have such a unique approach in the coaching marketplace. Like 
there's so many people that are like, oh, it's so oversaturated and how do I stand out? And I feel like, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that perspective. I actually think that it's, it's the perfect size market. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I think that you've done a really, really incredible job of really just like standing in your power and drawing and kind of etching out your space, yeah. your space in the online space. Um, and I know that whenever I engage with you online or see your content, it just feels so different. Like I can feel the power, I can feel the intention and I can feel the magnitude of your impact. So I'd love if you could just share like what that journey has been like for you and how you guide women through that process when they're building their business. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much, like, I feel like I could teach and I have, I do teach a whole course on what you just said and it's called power positioning and it's how you show up and You know, the thing is with online marketing, I think it's this giant exercise in vulnerability, right? You know, we are signing up to let ourselves be seen on the internet, like truly be seen. And there's this whole other uh, conversation around authenticity and being yourself. And what does that really look like? And, you know, I coach women through truly owning who they are and their power, zero fucks given. Like, what are you about? Like, what is your mission? What is your revolution? Like, what is your paradigm shift that you have to bring to the world and to the marketplace? And let's lead from that place because I see so many women, you know, we get caught in this comparison trap. We get caught in this, well, what will they think? We get caught in, and they as either family, friends, peers in the industry, like, you know, all of this stuff that is really just this giant distraction from your mission. And so like, you know, I have a background in law enforcement. I have a background in sports. <laughs> I'm like mission. I'm like play to win the game. I'm like, let's go. We don't get 10 more shots at this. Like, what are you doing? You only live once. And so like, you know, like let's bring this out into the world. And so you know, for me too, as and my journey with that, like what you were asking about, and I think you're an Enneagram eight too, maybe on the Enneagram, like, right. And so my whole journey was about embracing the, this like too much personality, this inti- quote unquote, intimidating personality. Right. Because I want to dive into that a little bit. So there's oh, sure. really common things that happen with women, especially yeah. this happens for all people, but women in particular, because of the way that we're conditioned, the pressure that we receive from society, it's just it's, it's comes, it comes up so much in the work that I do with women. And usually we, and sometimes it's both, I will clarify, but usually you're in one pool or the other. You're either in the, I'm too much and it's a problem or I'm not enough and it's a problem. And if you're really crazy and really intense, like myself, then you might bounce back between the two, depending on what way you're being stretched at what time. Yes. I think that's really important to notice in yourself because if you realize that everyone else is struggling with that at the same time, it's so much easier for you to not necessarily bypass the emotional experience, but to be present of that limitation and to be able to expand past that limitation. So I just want to kind of make that differentiation as you're sharing about this so that people that are listening, if they're not, if maybe if they don't resonate with the I'm too much, a lot of the principles we're going to talk about is the exact same procedure and the exact same process if you're feeling like you're not enough. Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought that up because one of the things that I actually teach inside my course boss moves is this framework, this paradigm shift that I have with this not enoughness thing. And this is super controversial, but it's like what I've used to do things like double my income, like do all the crazy shit that I've been able to do. And it's that, you know, women are often preached this message around worthiness and enoughness And it's on every Instagram quote and it's, there's tons of courses about it. And it's like this constant conversation around know your enoughness, know your worth, you're enough, you're loved, you're worthy. You're not like, just know you're enough. Like when you know you're enough, you'll be able to charge what you need to charge when you know you're enough, like that content will be good enough. It's like, and that like, and that's fine, but I invite everyone today, like everyone listening, can we change the conversation? Because what we focus on grows, right? And if we're constantly in this conversation around enoughness, 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 oh, you're enough, oh, you're worthy, then guess what's going to be the dominant phrase in our brain? Then you're just going to like be enough. Instead, can we change that to, yeah, I'm enough, duh. Like, yeah, I was enough the day I was born and start having a different conversation around your power. It's like the famous quote goes, our biggest fear is not that we're not enough, but that we're powerful beyond measure. And as a society, we've come a long way, but the majority of women have a strange relationship with power, what that means, how to steward it, how to manage it, how to walk in it. 
We've been conditioned that power is a dirty word, that power is scary, that power is domination, oppression, and control. I think that's all false forms of power. I think true power is from the divine. And it's something that you have in you, whether you realize it or not, it's like gravity and you getting embodied to that and releasing it out into the marketplace is the name of the game. And it's what I teach inside of boss moves. Cause that's what people will often ask you when you said, Hey, Lynn's, I love your energy. I see how you show up. Like you've carved out this place. And it's because it's a paradigm shift about what it means to be a woman in power. Oof. And that's the question. Like ask yourself the question, like you want to double your income. You want to build a business. You want to like do all this crazy shit. Start having a conversation around your power. Like enoughness, and I say this in love, enoughness and worth is, is settled. It's handled. It's baseline. So we keep coming back to, and again, I say this in love, more like adolescent conversations. And yes, like there's a ton of inner healing and trauma work that needs to be done with that. But I would just beg, <laughs> really just beg <laughs> the women listening, start having the conversation around what like, what would I do if I really believed I was powerful beyond measure? What would I really do if I believed that divine power was flowing through me at all times? And all I had to do was tune into it and then release it. Mm, so good. Such a beautiful nugget of wisdom. I'm so grateful that you shared that. That's and it. Well, that's it. <laughs> or you guys can go home, folks. <laughs> No, but that's so profound. And I'm really glad that you drew attention to that. I feel a lot of that in my heart. And sometimes I struggle to articulate that. And I think one of the key differentiations that you kind of brought forth too, is you're like, it's an adolescent conversation. So let's make note of that. If you're in a place where you're still having adolescent conversations with yourself, there's no judgment. There's okay. no at all. Like we are so here for you. We see you. We love you. We honor you. And it probably is a call for therapy. It probably is a call for inner child work and trauma healing work, because likely you encountered something that you've stored in your physical body or in your mind. Mm -hmm. And that was so traumatic that you locked it away and it's staying stored in your body in some kind of stuck energy or some kind of stuck belief system. And it's holding you into a paradigm of the age that you were when you had the trauma. Totally. So if that's happening for you, that's the, don't think like, what's wrong with me? Why am I like so stuck up on this worthiness thing? If that's so behind me. It's just a call. It's, it's a breadcrumb. It's an opportunity to see where you need to go next. Maybe you're not ready for a business coaching investment because you actually need to do some inner work first. You actually need to heal some of that trauma so that you're not building a business from trauma to solve, to help other people in traumatic situations, which a lot of times actually fuels codependency in a coaching relationship, which yeah. that's, that's a whole nother podcast. Ooh, yeah, totally. I agree. I'm with you you shared. And I also like, you brought up something earlier that I just like have to dive into because I'm so intrigued. Okay. So go from police officer yeah. to, you know, multiple, I want to say, I want to say, I don't know everything about your finances, but I want to say multiple six figure serial entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. uh, and it, essentially like, how was that? Like what happened in your <laughs> change the trajectory? And then if you're comfortable sharing, I'd love to hear a bit about what that transition was like for you. Yeah, totally. So, you know, I was not the girl that grew up wanting to get married and have kids. I was the girl that grew up that wanting to be a CIA assassin. <laughs> Every girl's dream, right? <laughs> you know? So anyways, I um, got done playing ball and didn't know what to do with myself from this competitive environment and actually started boxing. And then I got into the police academy. And I wanted to change the world, right? I wanted to make an impact. I wanted to do something important. I want to do something challenging. And so when I did that, I was on the street for three years. I experienced a lot of things very quickly within my law enforcement career that most people don't experience for like a span of 10, a lot of trauma, a lot of heavy stuff. And, um, I loved parts of what I did, but what I also realized was that most of what I was doing was, um, reactive instead of proactive. And it was on the other side of just kind of putting a bandaid on some other things. And, you know, I'd gotten married, I had two stepkids and like law enforcement life, working a 12 hour night shift is just not conducive really to like having a family plus shocker to everyone. I am a raging feminist <laughs> and an entrepreneur at heart and me trying to function in a male dominated, uh, paramilitary organization was not going to be the best fit for me, you know, where you're just told to like, 
follow the rules. And there was just like kind of some crazy things that happened. And so anyways, like I love my brothers and sisters in blue. I love that part of my life, but I just quickly knew that I was meant for more. And so I actually started serial entrepreneur that I am started running boot camps, And I was into this fitness thing and like CrossFit and like all of the fitness stuff, um, joined a network marketing company. And that's where I actually cut my teeth on entrepreneurship and was able to earn, you know, like seven figures over the course of a decade with this network marketing company. And a lot of people give network marketing companies a bad rap, but I loved it. It taught me entrepreneurship. It taught me so much about sales. It taught me so much about leadership and team. And, um, you know, I <laughs> had to figure out how to present. I had to figure out how to sell and to do that in an, in a uh, market that had so much stigma. Like I really feel like attributed to who I am today. And so anyways, um, long story short, that's how I transitioned and, you know, learned so much. I mean, it was just crazy. Like I had never been introduced to like the personal development world. And then like, now here I am, I'm going from like this really stoic, like cop with like no social skills. <laughs> to like go into events where John Maxwell is teaching, where like some of the best, you know, leaders in the personal development world are like pouring into you. And it just kind of opened my eyes. And I got to see all of these women, Lindsay, like all of these women, like speaking on stage and like leading their teams and like selling. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like, wow, it was such an inspiration. And so, um, that's where I learned so much. And then I actually, um, started an online fitness business, you know, way back in the day, y'all, I had an ebook before Instagram was even around. <laughs> That's actually how I into the online space as well. It started as a fitness blog. I feel like everybody does that. It's like, oh, like everyone was either a personal trainer or into fitness somehow, you know? Yeah, same. And then I um, got real involved in a nonprofit helping uh, women who were um, survivors of sex trafficking kind of find life again and used all of my experience from business to do that. And then um, actually worked myself into burnout and adrenal fatigue and was put on a mandated sabbatical. And it was from this time of y'all listen to me. It was from this time of rest, this place of surrender and rest where my performance mentality and my workaholism and my hustle, go, go, go prove myself was met at this pivotal moment of like, where my body said no more. And I had, you know, I had to like give all of that up and go on a mandated sabbatical. And it was where the inspiration and the words and the knowledge for what I do today, which is, you know, passion is everything, make a living, doing what you love, help women find their power and go do the thing they were called to do. That's where it was born. So, and that now here I stand coaching business, running another e-com business, CEO hat club. And yeah, it seems like a lifetime ago. That's so incredible. I appreciate you sharing that. Cause I feel like you know, once, once you get to this certain place in your life and it's not even like success from the way that the world considers it, like in terms of like this external element, but once you get to this certain place of your life where you're really integrated and you're really like in your own flow and you're just secure in what you're doing, it's like, it's so normal, but we forget how worlds different it felt and looked like our lives just a few years ago and how we're literally like sitting in the middle of a desire. We're sitting in the middle of a manifestation. We are sitting in the middle of our dreams and it's something that I think is so important for people who might be listening to this that haven't quote unquote made it yet for whatever that means for them. There's no really, again, external factor that motivates that for, for me or for my definition. And I feel like you feel the same. Yeah. Um, but essentially like when you're in that in-between space where you're taking steps towards your goals, you're starting to make some changes, you're noticing things for yourself and you're wanting to make a change in your life. Um, just realize what's possible on the other side of your yes. Realize what's possible on the other side of these catastrophic life-changing events that happen that we think are like the end of us that actually end up becoming the rebirth. They actually end up becoming the opportunity to create the resources nece necessary to actually alchemize what's happening in your life and to shift that into something new. Yeah. And I think what you shared, it was such a profound reflection of that. And I really appreciate you sharing your story. Um, and if there's anything else that you want to add on this topic, I would love to hear from you before we kind of switch gears, because I do have a couple of questions about some of yeah. these businesses that you mentioned. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I think, um, or you go ahead, Linz, what questions do you have? Or I didn't, but no, it's, um, I was just going to ask, uh, you mentioned the CEO hat club and just our listeners, just so you guys are cued in, we are on video right now. And we are <laughs> hats. That's not new for Lindsay Nadler. She's always wearing a hat. She's literally yeah. the go. CEO, the hat CEO, I would say. Yes. Um, but essentially I specifically wore my hat 
or Lindsay with an E today uh, because I don't normally wear my hats inside. That's a whole nother story, which we got into uh, yeah. uh, post-recording, but essentially <laughs> I would love to have you share a little bit about the CEO Hack Club and like what motivated you to create that? Because I think that it's such a powerful brand, like just in the limited interaction mm-hmm had with it where I've, you know, stalked your content or gone to this, the page when you're about to have a new launch or something. It's such an incredible product. It's positioned in such a clear and luxurious and high level way. And it's just so clear. Like it's just, when I like get in the space of even just like playing with the business in any capacity, whether that's engaging on social or going to their website or looking at products, um, it feels like such an extension of you. So I'd love to hear journey and like what motivated you to create this other than the fact that you're a total badass bee that's always rocking amazing hats. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So it started with, obviously I'm a hat snob. I love hats. I'm always wearing a hat. And when I moved here to Idaho, which by the way, that's a whole other story, but my husband and Rich and I, we moved across the country from our small town in Louisiana to Boise, Idaho, which is one of the fastest growing cities in the nation and like bought our dream home and are like living our best life. But when I got here, you know, I wear hats everywhere and like everyone's like started asking me, like, where do you get your hats? Like it was like every day. Like, I mean, it was just crazy. Like people are like, where do you get your hats? And even people online too, like, where do you get that hat? Where do you get that? Hat? I'm like, damn, I need to start selling hats. <laughs> like what's the deal here? Have y'all never seen hats? Like what's going on anyways? And so, I mean, that's just how I roll. I'm like, what's y'all's deal anyways. And, uh, but one thing that I always talked about, and I always talk about in my messaging and to my clients is put your CEO hat on. Like most women do not, they don't embody that identity, right? And we know that we will never become what we don't believe that we are. And so, so many entrepreneurs, they're like, well, I'm a solopreneur. I'm a side hustler. I'm a coach. I'm a teacher. I'm a healer. I'm a blah, blah, blah. And that's great. But it really gets in the way sometimes of them taking their business where they need to go. Because I'm like, no, you're CEO first. You just, you have to step into the CEO role if you want this thing to be sustainable. And if you want to lead with the type of power that you're called to lead. And so I started playing around with, okay, put your CEO hat on literally. And then now physically as an extension of my brand, like it was just perfect. And, um, and so that was like a no brainer for me. And I did a whole podcast episode on the launch of that. If people want to listen, but here's what surprised me the most lens. Tell you know, me. We, we, yeah, we created this brand and we created this, this, you know, beautiful online hat company that's designed to help women, you know, pick out your next hat for your next brand photo shoot, your selfie, your zoom meeting, your everyday CEO life. So it's very much like your hat, your brand, the power, like become a hat girl. Awesome. Like, but what has happened, Lindsay is that I was, that just like shook me is seeing the confident transformation in women when they put this damn hat on their head, they become different people. They now they're hat addicts. I mean, we have customers that buy like five, six, seven. I'm like, damn, how many hats do y'all need? I mean, it's just like, it becomes this like thing and you become this, like, like I literally watch it happen. Like they put these hats on and they walk different and their head is held high. And, and here's what it really is. They now feel safe being seen because when you wear a hat and you wear a hat in public, people are going to look at you. It happens. I see it happen. They're like, Oh dang, like here's this striking person with this hat on. Like it calls, it calls attention, right? When you wear a big hat like this, People are going to look at you when you walk in the room, by the way, people are going to stop their scroll on your, on their feed because it's eye catching. And that's really the thing at the end of the day is, are we safe being seen? And we've seen women go from, well, I'm not a hat person or like, and all that means is they don't like the way they look. No one's born being, you know, you don't have a genetic deficiency where you can't wear hats. Okay. Everybody looks good in a hat. If you feel like you look good in a hat. So it's this whole. Oh, go ahead. Different people. You know what I mean? Like there's certain styles might like more be coming. So it's like, you have to find your, your sweet spot ultimately, but like anyone can be a hat person. I love totally. And so now we're like, rock the hat, wear the hat, rock the hat. Anybody can become a hat person. Like you look amazing. And like seeing this confident transformation and who these, like how they start showing up online, like that just has like like shook me. I'm just like, Oh my God, like this is, this is the mission. And again, it just goes back to confidence and power. 
and women feeling safe being seen. And, um, we're really excited about where it's headed. You know, we're just in our first year. We launched back in February and, um, anyways, it's, it's been a blast. So it's incredible. And like, whenever you shared the first time around, like women putting the hat on and really stepping into their, you know, CEO energy, their CEO power and feeling you, you know, feeling not only like I'm apprehensive to use the worthiness because that was a, that was a medium <laughs> feeling feeling up space, feeling confident and comfortable owning their power. It was there all along. They just weren't comfortable feeling into that energy and holding space for that. So it's really like such a permission slip. And whenever yeah. you the first time I had like full body chills because I could just like feel the impact Mm-hmm. that this has. And it's like you said, it's like something that you necessarily, you could not have envisioned, you couldn't have expected, mm-hmm. but that's such a powerful and profound transformation. And it really mm-hmm. is just testament to like who you are and the kind of work you do. I'm like, not surprised at all. Just the fact that you like had your blessing and your hand on it, like these hats have your energy flowing through them. So they're a net- <laughs> totally. It's totally, it's like, this is an embodiment tool, guys. The hat isn't anything that you're wearing that you're doing is an embodiment tool of your power and your confidence. And it is funny. Like anytime I wear a certain hat on social media, people are like, I want that hat. Like I want, I want that, that situation. I want that energy. That's the first thing that people usually ask me about. So thank I you. love that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you rock it well. It's not like you're, you're a hat person because you chose to be a hat person. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, just decide, right. Like just choose. It's like, it's, uh, it's like the holy thing, even like with bikinis, like, how do you get a bikini by like, put a swimsuit on your body <laughs> you know? like, and own it. That's so funny. That's definitely, it might already be in your thoughts or in the works, but I see uh, some creative real opportunities perhaps for the yeah. hat. um which you know if you ever need any support on that happy to happy to help in any way I can um but essentially you know we're having this conversation around confidence and power and I'd love I feel like you know I have such a clear pulse on like who you are and what your values are and what you stand for uh but what are some of the kind of things that might make you unique in terms of so let's say for example I'm a woman business owner and I'm either just getting started, or maybe I'm even a little bit more established and I'm kind of feeling like a plateau. And I'm like, I know that I need to invest in some additional support or maybe join a program or a container or hire a one-to-one coach or hop into a mastermind or have the support around me to really take me to the next level. What kind of differentiates what you do versus a lot of other business coaches in the space? And I know the answer, but I want everyone else to be able to see, hear, and feel it because it's just so profound who you are and what you bring into this world. And I think that it's, it's just so unique. Yeah. Well, I'm like, you tell me (laughs) no, but here's what I'll just say that my clients often say. Um, I just had a VIP weekend with one of my one-on-one clients, you know, where I, if you join my one-on-one program, you get a day here in Idaho, you're treated like a queen. It's this full luxury experience. And what she told me, she was like, Lindsay, what I feel like is so different about you is that I full body know you are in my corner. You are fighting for me. You've got my back. Like you are full on in it with me. And she's like, I, ha- and it, but with boundaries, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's not this situation where I feel codependent or I feel some weird, you know, power dynamic happening. I feel so safe with you. And I know that you are in my corner and your eyes are on my business. And, uh, she said, I don't think that you realize, or people don't realize how inherently kind you are and that, you know, you're kind of known as this, like no BS boss, like straight to the point, get it done. Let's go sis. Like, you know, jump off the diving board, like action kills fear. Let's go. But that you are actually very heart centered and you, you know, you're not, (laughs) you're that beautiful blend of like, um, tough love, but also like immense, um, heart centered coaching. So that's what she told me. So it's beautiful. I would agree. I would agree wholeheartedly. (laughs) I feel like, you know, people are often surprised by that, which I'm like, okay. But, um, you know, I just feel like coaching is such a sacred relationship and, you know, you can, it's like, you can grow leaps and bounds, you know, if you just like commit to the process and anyways, so that's what, that's what I would say. (laughs) matter of fact which you and I actually haven't talked about this much offline but I'm actually in the process right now of actually I have been for two years so I've been midwifing (laughs) this birthing process for two years 
not literally, but we're, we're on that path as well. We're on a fertility journey. Okay. Um, in the near future, I'll have that good news. Um, but anyhow, like I've been over the last two years, kind of building and putting together behind the scenes, a coaching certification program. Oh yeah. And really I've, originally it kind of started as this idea about like a money mastery certification program for money coaches. Cause a lot of new money coaches were getting into the space who, you know, like you said, I have all the love for network marketing and fitness businesses, and it doesn't make you qualified to coach people around their money. Totally. So, <laughs> being a shift, like, oh, I hired a coach once and now I think I should be a money coach because I like can manage my money well and managing your money well and being able to actually coach around money from the mindset to the trauma, to the energetics, to the high level strategies that are actually going to create seven and multiple seven figures. And then the tax advantage and estate planning that's required when you're operating at that level is a completely different game than a budget. Totally. And can I just say for a second, Lindsay, I'm like, what y'all just heard, like, that's the real deal. Okay. And like me and Lindsay are very much like, we love manifestation and we love the energy and we love the spiritual and the woo. Like, but there's stages to this. And I think Lindsay, you really kind of bring this well around this well grounded and well-rounded approach to wealth and finance that we often don't, don't see. Like some people will just talk only about one of the things that you just mentioned and it's so layered and it's so comprehensive. So yes. <laughs> Idea started years ago as I was like, I've got to help these money coaches because there were so many. And like, if you're listening to this and you're one of the people, I have all the love in the world for you. Like I see you, I hear you. I've, I want to say I've been you, but I actually have my own in, very unique path that I followed. Um, so I'm not on the true trajectory of like just kind of hopping into coaching from like maybe having a nine to five in an unrelated field. I actually worked in the field that I coach in now professionally, right. the school for it, went to corporate, then started my own business years later. So I have, you know, kind of my own unique path that I followed and got into coaching from the consulting path it was like, okay, we're going to hop ship <laughs> and actually yeah. people instead of just do done for you services. Uh, but with that being said, there are so many people at that time who would start following me and trying to emulate my content because they wanted to create a coaching practice and they thought money was an easy thing for them, which is mm -hmm. so funny to me because money is not easy or safe for most people. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of times like people were getting into it doing that. And I had clients that were coming to me, numerous clients, like countless clients with actual trauma from coaching. What I mean by that is like hired a money coach, had a bad experience and we're now traumatized and afraid to invest in coaches or invest in money coaches. Yeah, so, the coach hurt. I was like, it's time to do something about this. So that's where the idea birthed from, but it's actually evolved something so much greater than that. So it's really transitioned into the certification program for all coaches, especially business coaches, especially coaches in a specific niche that don't relate to the financial pillar so that they can not only master their coaching skill set if they don't have an accreditation, or maybe they just intuitively coach and aren't really leaning on these actual skill sets and frameworks that you can utilize with your clients to really get the most out of your sessions and to make sure that not only are you signing tons of clients and having huge transformations, but then the clients are re-signing with you and telling all their friends about you so you don't have to work so hard in marketing. If you're wondering, how can I be a better coach? How can I get more clients? Make sure that you have the skill set and the certifications necessary, not because it's required in an unregulated field, but because you want to have the utmost integrity when you serve your clients yeah. and you want to to the biggest breakthrough. So it's really evolved over time into this like general coaching program that has a money pillar in it. Like we're going to go through money mastery and it's going to be probably 30% of the curriculum, but the other 70% is really going to be generalized for all coaches and any kind of coaching and really giving people the skills and the tools and actually modeling, being able to practice in the classroom, like through um, kind of like role play and through being coached and coaching others uh, to actually hone your skill set so that you can go out into the field, whether you're an existing coach or whether you're just getting started and really feel so confident and powerful in your coaching skill set to know that no matter what comes up in the session, I trust my client, I trust myself and I have the tools. I might not have the answers because my client actually has all the answers inside of them, but I have the tools to reflect that to them so that they can see that for themselves. Yeah. And it's so liberating, it's so empowering. And I know that like, that's something that you embody, like that level of integrity in your coaching craft is so present in everything that you do. And it was just like, I felt like it was the, the perfect opportunity to just kind of share, you know, that's something that's really close to my heart. And in coming months, you guys will be hearing more and more about that. I haven't talked much about it, but we're doing big stuff behind the scenes. Um, and I'm super excited for it. Like I said, it's been two years in the process and kind of tying it back to what you had asked me before around like the fertility and the pregnancy journey. Mm -hmm. I actually truly believe on an energetic and a spiritual level. I am unable to get pregnant right now, not because my body's not fertile. Like I'm fertile as hell. I'm ovulating. Everything's good. Hormones are back. <laughs> and I'm not getting pregnant yet because I am currently pregnant with something else that hasn't been birthed yet. And oh, I have space for that. Yeah. So this is actually me midwiping this program. This coaching certification program is going to be a key catalyst 
towards me stepping into my next level, not only as a coach, but as a mother, as a wife, as someone who's, you know, building a family. Like you mentioned, moving to Idaho, you know, my husband and I, Jesse, and I recently moved to New Mexico. We've been in our new house for maybe two weeks. Yeah. Something we've been working on for about a year, still have our place in New York, using it as short-term rental income, all about that passive income too. I know, you know, especially in New York, geez, (laughs) make so much money, but it's just like tough because when we look at the five-year cost benefit analysis, we're like, oh, we could sell and get a lot of cash right now, but we could keep this and keep making money forever, 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 ever. So it's, we, who knows what will happen. We may end up selling in the next few years and then taking that money and then making it into a couple of real estate investments that can generate similar cash flow for us on a monthly basis. So there's a lot of, you know, cool stuff happening in that world. Um, but essentially as we're having this conversation around coaching and how like really investing and being in someone's corner, it sounds so like when you hear that, you're like, well, duh, of course I'd want that in a coach, but you'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. I've made a lot of coaching investments. You would be fucking surprised. Pardon my French. You would be very surprised. You would be very surprised. I can count on one hand. I've probably, I've worked with dozens of coaches over the last like five years or so in multiple capacities, whether that's signing up for a course or doing a masterclass with them or investing in one-to-one coaching or doing a mastermind or a group coaching container. And in that experience, I can count on one hand, the amount of people who I felt like really had my back. And that easily cuts in half when I think about how much I had to go out of my way to ensure that the relationship maintained an integrity, meaning like how much I had to go out of my way to say, Hey, you said this thing to this person and I don't feel like you should be talking about our private conversations with other people. This is how that made me feel like where I had to go and clean up messes to be in integrity, even relationships. So my point of saying that is not to diss any coaches in the space that I've worked with. It's really to draw attention to this piece that like, there's a difference between I've invested in a program and I'm hiring this coach and I'm in a container with all these other people and, and, or I get little access to them if, if any, and having someone who's fully invested in you and in your corner. It's just a completely in- different energetic shift. Like mm-hmm. to have betting on you and have someone who is like fully invested, full body, yes, has a pulse on what you're doing, knows your tendencies, can mirror things for you that are outside of your awareness. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. I can honestly say maybe one or two coaches I've worked with have really hit that for me where I would be like, hell yes, I would invest in you again at any point in time if I really needed that service. Absolutely. You know, what I always tell people, it's like, you know, did, did that price tag have the experience that came with it, you know, and that's what, you know, we're not perfect. None of us are perfect. We all have, you know, areas to grow. And then sometimes, you know, you are going to get a client that it doesn't matter what you do, (laughs) their trauma is talking. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's like, for me, I'm always looking at, I want, I'm all about experience, like client experience, especially with that, that higher price tag. Like, you know, if you're paying me 15 to 20 K for private coaching, that needs to be a 15 to 20 K experience for you. And, you know, like I'm looking at your stuff. I am like, your business is my business to a certain extent. Like I'm, I know what's going on. Like I know what's happening here. Like I'll have, I've had a lot of my clients that would say things like, you know, yeah, like my last coach didn't even follow me. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? Part of the thing, people get so caught up in the hype sometimes in the coaching space where whether that's getting caught up in the hype as being someone who's investing in programs or getting caught up in the hype as being someone who is making a lot of money from coaching, who is becoming more and more hands-off every time they hit a new metric. And I think that's really one of the key things that sets you apart. And I know it sets myself apart in this industry is I'm not going to be more hands-off when I make more money with my clients. If anything, it's just going to mean that the people who have access to me are actually going to have more of my time and energy, like you said, within boundaries, within a respectful space, like you have 24 seven, but I might only be answering it three days a week in these certain hours. Yeah. You have access to me to review whatever you want anytime, but I'm not reviewing more than two or three documents in a two week period. Like there's, yeah. there's boundaries, which requires intentionality, which ultimately just rises the client to a higher level anyways, and shows them how to incorporate and embody those same boundaries and that same power and that same confidence into their coaching practice, into their skill set, whatever, whatever business that might be. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I even like, you know, I've gone through this thing this past year where I'm like, I don't know if the type of business that I want to run is necessarily one that's like, you know, what we're all taught to do in the online space. Okay. You're going to have a mastermind. You're going to have a high ticket coaching. And then you're going to have a course that you sell over and over and over again. And like, that's fine. That's cool. But like, you also have to look at what do you really enjoy and like, what's your mission in your business? And I really love hand, like more hands-on group 
small environments versus like just selling a 997 course over and over again and not necessarily being able to um have my eyes on the customer journey and you know what i mean so like that's a that's a super controversial topic maybe something for another day but i think it goes without saying like you've got to decide how you want to run your business and how you want to show up for your people and what's important to you based on your values absolutely and there is no like copy and cut strategy there is no like one size fits all like for example, you know, echoing on your point last year, I was like, okay. And granted, this was slightly motivated by some of the coaching investments that I was making because they were really incentivizing me to move in this direction. And I wasn't like, it's not like I allowed, I know I'm personally responsible for my results and what I take out of any situation. So I'm not putting any responsibility on them. Um, but I was influenced by that. And I was like, you know what? We'll try it on. Let's try it on. We'll see how it works. If it feels good, we'll keep doing it. If it doesn't, we'll take it off. So long story short, I took it off. But what that looked like for me last year was trying to grow a lot of these passive income streams and create and focus so much on the funnel because I have so much insight and knowledge on funnels and marketing and email marketing and copywriting. And it's like, it's like one of my hidden passions and a lot of my high level clients, whether that's through the mastermind or one-on-one that get access, like you're saying to my eyeballs on their stuff, know that I have that kind of zone of genius. And that's kind of like a, just an amazing skill set that I have. I joke all the time that like in another life, maybe I will be a copywriter. Yeah. Um, I love it. And it just like flows naturally to me, like naming a product, naming a course, naming a program, like coming up with like the catchy phrases, those two liner, like the two sentences that really boil down, like what the program represents and who you're for. I just love that stuff. And it like, it just like gets me in such a flow state to be playing in that space with my clients or with myself. And just because I have the knowledge does not mean that that's how I run, run, run my business. Because when I run my business from that place, it does not feel turned on. It does not, yeah. it does not light me up. It's, I like notice myself avoiding and procrastinating and putting stuff off. And it's because ultimately it's not soul driven. It's not like deeply fulfilling for me, even though yes, it would generate leads. Yes, it would fill up my pipeline. Yes, it would make me money. And ultimately it would probably even transform these people's lives, but it's such a different game than I want to be playing. Like yeah. I'd rather go all in straight up front. I don't need to like mind manipulate or be behind the scenes in someone's life for two years before they realize I'm serious and important enough to be the coach that they should invest in to help them make this change. Totally. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. But we keeping it real. Like you were saying, like very, ingra- very integrated, very heart embodied, very nurturing and caring, but also very no bullshit. So it's like, I don't need to wait that long to get a permission slip to come into your life to maybe help you. You're either ready for it or you're not. Word preach. I'm with you. <laughs> but yeah, so that's just like my experience. And, you know, I went on this journey last year of I'm going to, I'm going to create these passive income streams. And then I can just really focus on these one or two things and just work with a few clients at a time. But that's not really who I am. That's just literally creating a paradigm to hide and to play small. Yeah. And I think the thing with funnels as with anything, it's like the energy behind the thing determines the thing. Yeah. And it's like, that's the question that I've been asking a lot recently is like, okay, at some point though, even though we desire this, like we're only one person. So how can we change the energy? Like, how can I have a funnel (laughs) that has all of the things, but that I feel really connected to it and that I feel really great about it. You know what I mean? Like you would, you would want to be sold to you through that funnel. That's something that like how, when's the last time, if you're listening to this and you're a coach, when's the last time that you went through your offerings? When's the last time that you, not just like, is this good enough to put out to the world or their edits that need to happen on this page to my team, but actually dropping into the energy of like, I'm ready to make an investment and you're your ideal client and you're where you were three years ago. You where you were five years ago. Cause oftentimes what happens if there's unique yeah. in certain niches, but most of the time we're serving people who are where we've been in that process. Like when's the last time you just dropped in and said, would I buy from me? And if yeah. the, there's some changes to make. Totally. And you'll find that like what really needs to happen is you need to get connected to you again, connected to your power. Like what is the thing that you do best? Like, are you writing emails just because this is how this person over here wrote an email with these funnels, like infuse your personality, like infuse who you really are into everything that you do. Absolutely. Without limits, without holding back, without worrying or being afraid of how it's received because people are going to judge you either way. And I very early on in life. I like, actually, I don't think I've ever talked about this publicly or on a podcast, but I had a moment, which I think was in third grade, may have been fourth grade, but third or fourth grade where I heard two mothers. And again, no judgment, all love, just, just talking about facts here. We're going to go into police report mode. (laughs) (laughs) Just give me the facts, (laughs) ma'am. 
So I heard two women, two mothers um, who had students in the school who were gossiping for lack of better words. And they were talking negatively about another mother and the way that she parented her child or things that she had done that they agreed or didn't agree on. In that moment, I had a, what I would consider probably one of my first digital downloads or divine encounters. It was like a lightning bolt that struck through me. And I felt the power of this realization. It was literally like a huge epiphany for me, especially at this age. I was honestly kind of freaked out by it. The energy, not the realization. Yeah. How it was. And I realized in that moment, and it was so fucking freeing and so liberating and something I constantly come back to that it doesn't matter what that other mom had done. She could have changed her approach to cater to what these women thought the right mom or a good mom would do. And they still would have judged her. Oh, they totally. Thing to nitpick. And when I realized that it was such a profound moment in my life where from that point forward, I was like, cool, I'm just going to be to the sound of my own drum because people are going to judge me anyway. So I might as well do what makes me happy. And realizing and instilling that in myself at such a young age was such a catalyst to my expression. Like I was so comfortable being the weird one. I was cool being like a freak or goofy or like a dork or whatever, because I wasn't, I wasn't like seeking the external validation to fill in the gaps of my own unworthiness. I was really just like, well, F it. Like people are going to say what they're going to say. They're going to do what they're going to do. So I might as well do me. That's right. Zero fucks given is the most powerful place you can be. And again, it's about like your personal power and do you want to be powerful or do you want to be accepted? You know, what if you believe that it's both like when you're, you're, mo you're the most authentic is when you're at the height of your power. And, um, anyways, yeah, I love that. It's like unapologetic. Let's be who we are, like no holds bars. And I just think that that's a very, you know, countercultural message to what so many women are taught. For, for sure. Absolutely. It's you know, even if we don't consciously realize it, even if we think we're feminist or liberated women or independent, mm -hmm. we're still being so affected by the programming and the conditioning of society from a patriarchal yeah. lens. And I don't yeah. mean patriarchy is in men. I mean, patriarchy is in the structures that also oppresses men. Totally. Totally. Um, and and I always say too, like, you know, you could be the juiciest, what's that, that phrase, you can be the juiciest peach in the orchard. There's going to be somebody that doesn't like peaches, <laughs> like, you know, that's on them, not you, you know, it's like, people are going to judge you anyway. I, listen, I'm going to get paid. <laughs> like y'all don't pay my bills. Like you can judge me and talk about me, but like, you're not paying my bills. You don't leave behind my four walls. So whatever. <laughs> like, but I agree. Like I'm gonna get paid. That's a, that's a quote. <laughs> like, I'm doing me and I'm gonna get paid. So y'all can just continue to talk. I'm, so I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so we've shared, we so much like juicy goodness has come out of this episode. And I'm so grateful for, you know, having the opportunity to bring you on the show today. Um, but I'd love, as we're starting to wrap up, I'd love if you could share, and this is something that I ask a lot of the guests that come on the show. Um, what does wealth mean to you? I feel like we've had to this through this indirect pathway, but I want to kind of just ask the direct question. What does wealth mean to you? God, you know, wealth to me means an internal way of living. You know, wealth is first a mindset. Um, you know, I've gone on my own journey with money and wealth and numbers. And, you know, it's like, a, a truly wealthy woman, in my opinion, like she is, a, it's like all the things that we're, we've talked about, like she knows who she is and she's not chasing money. She's relishing and living in her experiences. Like to me, that's what it's about. It's like, do I have a wealth of experiences? What is the wealth of my relationship? Now money makes all of that better, <laughs> you know? Yes. But it's like wealth is an internal way of living. You know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily money is a small part of it, but it's, it's an internal way of being to me. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I agree with you. I mean, ultimately that gets into the inner work that gets into wealth embodiment. It's great to have a lot of money, but there's a lot of people out here that have a lot of money that are not wealth embodied. They're oh, not, and they're miserable. Yeah. Totally. Not wealthy lifestyle. They might be living a wealthy lifestyle on Instagram, on a highlight reel, but mm -hmm. how do they feel inside? Totally. What feel when they put their head on the pillow at the end of the night? Yep. Absolutely. In a room for more than 20 minutes. Like these are important questions to really think about and ask yourself as you're building wealth, because so many of us start chasing the dollars and we don't even realize on our own journey. That's not about the money. It's yep. about how we want to be on the other side. It's about how we think that money's going to make us feel. Totally. Like, you know, I heard Esther Hicks say one time, like the only reason you want anything in your life is because of the feeling of it. So like, can you just feel it right now? And let, okay. let that be enough as you, you know, go on your, your journey. And it's like, I'll never forget hearing that. Like I heard it on YouTube one day. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, skirt, you know, like, oh my God, like, you know, just like mind blown, but it's so true. So like true. 
simple. That's all I have to do. <laughs> right. It really is. All I have to do is a loose term. It doesn't mean that you're not going to want to like work in your business and make moves because ultimately that's going to be dependent on like your energy style, who you are, what's important mm -hmm. to you. And you're not going to want to have an impact. It just means that when you are having an impact, you're not doing it from the place of striving. You're not doing it from this place of lack. You're able to actually just be in abundance and be in your wholeness and be in your fullness. And to your point earlier, really be that conduit for the divine to move through you. And totally. From you. Yeah. It's like the energy in, in which you do the thing, it's like determines the thing, right? Or, you know, determines how you feel in the thing, you know, are you going to feel like, are you going to be done with the launch or done with the business and then just like collapse? Like that's not sustainable or abundant. So yeah, I'm with it. Thank you so much for sharing everything you've shared. I love, you know, all of the unique perspectives that you brought on our show and like love challenging the status quo. So when you're like, oh, this is going to be controversial. I'm like, yes, pull out the notepad, like get ready to record this clip, ladies. Like this is going to be gold. You're going to want to unpack this a bit after the show. <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah. So thank you for really bringing such a unique perspective. And before we hop off, I'd love to just quickly have you share a little bit about um, if people are interested in getting to know you or connecting with you, or maybe even hopping into one of your containers or doing some work with you, what would be the best pathway for them to reach out to you and maybe get started? Yeah, totally. So come follow me on Instagram. It's just at Lindsay Nadler, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-N-A-D-L-E-R, Lindsay Nadler. And, um, you know, some things that we've got coming up right now, if you really want to go deeper on this paradigm shift with power, my um, course boss moves is going to be incredible for you. We're actually running that live and it's going to be a group coaching experience this next go around. And if you feel pretty solid in your mindset and energetics and really want to like take your business to the next level, you know, around sales and marketing and branding and like showing up on the internet, like you never have before. And then my mastermind is going to be um, fantastic for you. So that's what we've got coming up. Awesome. Thank you so much. I will drop all of that information in the show notes so that you guys can easily click and find that stuff. Uh, in case you're driving, working out, doing whatever you do while you listen to podcasts. I know I like to listen to podcasts when I'm in motion. So we'll make sure to make all that stuff easily accessible for you guys. Lindsay Nadler, Lindsay with an E. Thank you so much for coming on. I feel like, you know, even I got so much out of this. So I can't wait to hear, you know, what our listeners are getting out of this and, you know, what really, what really resonated with them and what really stuck out to them because there were so many just juicy tidbits of knowledge and golden nuggets of wisdom. Uh, so thank you so much. It was so great having you on the show. And I don't know, we might have to have you back sometime. I feel like there were so many other opportunities for amazing conversations that we could dive so much deeper into. Absolutely. I'd love to do that. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode resonated with you, please share it on social media or send it to a friend you think would love it too. Want to hear more episodes? Subscribe so that you'll be the first to know when we drop a new episode and also leave a five-star review on iTunes. Your support means the world to us. Let us know how the podcast is impacting you so we can empower more women through the Women of Wealth podcast. For more info on me, you can visit lawlessbalance.com resources. Got some free cool stuff for you in there too. Or come hang out with me on Instagram at lawlessbalance. See you there.